Yo, what's good? What's good? Um, it's fall. I think we already said that last time. I my answer just that enter or started the podcast last time saying it's fall, but it's officially fall, and I'm very happy about that. I'm not. You're not. It's fucking brick. <laughs> I can't take it. Good I hate it. it. <laughs> I hate it. I love summer, but you know I'm Jamaican. Jamaican. I love it. Uh, yeah. But uh, we have another special episode. We do. Um, because we have Asia Johnson on the episode. So what's up, Asia? Say what's up. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited <laughs> hey. for being in the Playing in Traffic podcast. Hey, see? Yeah, you yeah. hear it? Uh, yeah, she heard guess. about it. She's like, yo, Cam, I want to come on and I want to speak my mind and, uh, you know, bring a, bring a new perspective. Yeah. And I'm also on the fall team because I am a Virgo. So September. September what? Fall what, rocks. What's your birthday? September 3rd. Oh, I'm September 9th. That, that's summer. Okay, hey, okay. You see? September 3rd is summer. Um, just, no, well, just technically, technically. To okay, confirm, but it is also the day before our Lord and She Savior Beyonce's birthday. Whoa. So that just obliterates everything. Vir- yeah, Virgos, I heard, I recently heard that Virgos are the most, like, we're the most populated uh, Zodiac. Uh, that makes sense. I did not know that. It makes total sense. New Year's babies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's weird at work, um, within my... Like the whole like, like uh, I guess team or department. Right. It's my birth. Well, two. Uh, me and this other girl's birthday, September 9th. and then uh, the girl's the girl who sits next to me. Her birthday September fifth. The guy sits across from me September tenth, and then there's like two other people who have September tenth birthdays, and then it was we. It's weird. Interesting. It's like, and then I've always like, yeah. Again, like so, my my friend. Shout out to Johnny. Shout out to his brother, Chance, uh, Brud, uh, Brandon. His birthday is the same day as mine. My grandfather on my dad's side, same birthday as mine. Uh, my uncle, his birthday is September 11th. You know, it's like, yeah. so, facts. Yeah. See? My see, mom's September up. 5th. Oh, September, wow. And my little sister, September 10th. See? Virgos, dude. But growing up, I felt like nobody had September birthdays. Everyone was in June. And it wasn't until I started working. And What's then I just thought that that meant that, like, yeah. we just do really well in the workforce. Yeah. Highly <laughs> 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 employable. What's, what's nine months before June? Uh, September, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, September. September's the ninth month. June is the sixth Six month. Sixth month. Yeah, yeah. So September. There's so no holidays, then. In uh, June? In September? In September. Labor Day. September. Uh, yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Mm, I'm trying to yeah. think of what, you know, what 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 transpired all the the baby making in that particular month. It's a universe, dog. Is there like a sports harvest? Thing harvest. It's a sign of the new harvest, isn't it? Is like, it? Like uh, when. The, I don't That's know. what September is, but they weren't getting pregnant. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it's just the summertime. Wait, is it December and it's Christmas time, or is it New Year's babies? Uh, That's what I'm saying. New People Year, get wild. Y'all, y'all are New Year's babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're uh Valentine's Oh yeah, Sam Day Sam Day here Day. Sam's here too. Yay. Say hi, Sam. Hi. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, so that's wow. Virgo. Shout out to Virgos. Virgos were supposed to be like it's what Virgo like, season. Very uh what we're like, analytical. Yeah, we check. are weird know it alls. Check. I don't um, well I know I don't know it all, but I know a lot. <laughs> no, but that's also one of our flaws. Like we think we know everything. Yeah, yeah. Our, I definitely yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're also the one that like our per like we have everything. It's like okay, my purse is full. I have the Kleenexes. I have the hand sanitizer. It's like y'all want to be annoyed with us, but How then you're, you're not gonna a ask us about it. You got a you got What's a med kit on you. 
What's oh, what's my parents that? are Sagittarius. What's that? That what month is that? I think you guys are kind of fiery, right? Yeah. It's December. And well, November. and then November, December. Mm. Uh, when's your birthday? November twenty. So mm. Thanksgiving this year. Uh, no presents for you. <laughs> Just food. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, all right. So there's your uh, horoscope for the for the month. <laughs> there's your monthly horoscope for or the we start a new section of just horoscopes. You have to get the pattern app. It will ruin your life. The pattern app. What is that? So my friend uh, told me about the pattern app. It's this app that I've I'm pretty sure given all my data away to, mm. um, and just like I think it has all my cookies. But it basically will tell you your horoscope, but it will read you for filth and tell you all these things about yourself that you're like, how damn does this know this about like it'll tell you why your relationships are a mess like why you suck at your job yeah yeah like what you're just like yeah that's just doing. legit reading your text no yeah, it really right. is like, yeah, and I, like i'm like scared but also i keep clicking on, and it's i don't know who's behind it but it's amazing and like you're gonna download it after this and you're gonna see what i'm talking about no, I'm good. It's like, when you, I'm good. like whenever you open up the app, it's like, oh, checking your group chats. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm pretty sure I like check the like whatever uh, warning they give you in the beginning. Like I never read those, and yeah. now that's why it knows yeah. my whole life. Okay, just keep on the the whole zodiac thing. I kind of do believe it a little bit, but also I'm like, my mom is. I think she's Sagittarius. She's November nineteenth. Uh, uh, she's probably Scorpio or Scorpio. That might no, be. No, my it. parents are. Well, my parents are December third and the fourteenth. They're both Sag. Mm. Mm. All right, so so you're Sag too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're surrounded. But I'm like, <laughs> we but me, like me and my mom, me and my mom are like, we're pretty much alike. We're very much alike right. in terms of like, um, I don't. We don't always put our business out, there. or just like kind of how we uh, interact with people, or right. just have the same manners and stuff. Obviously, she's my mom, but right. So I'm like, but she's a completely different sign. She's like two signs past me or something like that right well but so, y'all want to get really into it because i'm gonna make myself sound crazy here but i have no we love crazy. okay so, no, <laughs> so it's not just so there's it's your what is it there's your rising sign which mm. is what you present to the world so it's your sun sign if i'm remembering this correctly your sun sign is like when you were born right so mm-hmm. virgo whatever so that's just one component mm-hmm. okay. your rising sign is when you go on the internet and you put in like this is my birthday mm-hmm. and this is like where what i was time? born the, the time the laundry the and it will give you all that and your rising sign is supposed to be like when people first meet you or like how you come across to people mm-hmm. okay that's your rising sign so like my rising sign is a libra um so it's like even though i'm a virgo people like when they meet me would like think i'm a libra because apparently i exhibit those traits and then there's your moon sign which it also will tell you when you do the little computer thing and you put in all your stuff. <laughs> uh, and that's supposed to be like what your emotional sign is yeah, and like yeah, yeah. how you process emotion, all that stuff. So my moon sign is an Aquarius. And I don't know exactly what that means, but everyone tells me that that's like bad. You like water? Um, so you drink a lot of water? I don't drink a lot of water. So it's like you're supposed <laughs> to like put all three together and you're supposed to do, there's like houses. It's really complicated. I need someone else to explain it to me. But it's like, I guess when you do them all three in combination, that gives you more of a holistic view of your um, components. So it's like you, you and your mom might actually have like maybe okay. the same okay, well that makes moon sense. and something else, and then you might gravitate towards each other and that. But, was, way. but it's like, well, or your mom just raised you. Yeah, yeah, that, and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I came from her, right? You know what I mean? Like we probably have, like, Josh passed down genes and stuff for me that might yeah, have, like, I, I absolutely. You mean? I always get amazed by my dog. Like, I have an Australian cattle dog, mm-hmm. and none of us has taught her how to herd, but she does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if there are a bunch of kids around, she gets behind them. She, like, makes them all get into a 
Like That's kids cool. are really well behaved around her because she just puts them together and does not let them leave. So if you want to get real deep, right? Uh, generational like black people. Generational well, I mean, trauma. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That could your mic off. It's definitely no. Oh. I'm, I'm good. It's definitely a fact. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they've proven it in mice that mice will, um, if you give them some sort of trauma while they're like looking for food. Like if they're like looking Mm -hmm. through a maze and then you scare them somehow. Right. Mm. When that reaction lets them remember it better. Right. Yeah. And then they'll take the offspring of that mouse and Mm -hmm. put it in the maze and it will know how to get to the food. That's great. Like nerves are like, never been in there before. Nerves are like a computer. Like they're like computer cells in general. Yeah. They're they're little, they're mini computers. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that, confuses me about that though or or like i have questions about so when people talk about like generational trauma in terms of slavery right mm-hmm. we're so we're getting into it yeah we're we we playing so now so when we were enslaved in this country right there were certain things that you just had to do to survive mm-hmm. right. and so but we know that like our people also still always rebelled and still remain strong so it's like how did we continue to fight to break out of our chains if we also have this like trauma that's been passed down of like oh if you are assertive you're gonna get beaten or you're gonna you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. like how did we remain resilient despite having this trauma like was it just that we were more undercover in our ways of like protest or Mm -hmm. was it the fact that there were people being shipped for so many years that you had people that were, I don't know, for lack of a better word, fresh off the boat mixed mm-hmm. with people that maybe had been become more subdued due to trauma. Like right, I always right. wonder like if that is true and like, how did we break out just, you know, like, right. I, I see where you're going with that. Cause it, I would love to be able to see if there was like a, a pattern of, if it was new arrivals that were the more, um, rebellious mm. slaves. I don't know. I mean, Sam, actually, this is a good point for you. They used to have a um, a uh, a psychological disorder that they would diagnose people yeah. who ran away as I slaves. What it was called, but like with the DSM, because they base it off of cultural norms, mm-hmm. and then they'll see like what the deviancy is. So, so what is the DSM? Sorry. So the DSM, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, I would, I would be like, oh, uh, DSM. Uh, um, so that's basically a content. manual. I won't say like the full name. I'll if say you it. Want me to? You want to say it? Go for it. Diagnostic style manual. Diagnostic what? Style manual. Diagnostic instances. Statistic Damn it! Manual. Style manual. That's the Statistic that's manual? the that's yeah. shit you use to to write with, right? Yeah. That's something Ooh, else. Yeah. So look like an DSM idiot. will give you criteria for how to diagnose like mental illness. Mm. Um, so anything from like bipolar disorder, autism, things like that. Um, so it is created against cultural cultural norms because what do we say is mental illness? It's usually deviating from what the norm is. Mm. So at <laughs> that time, a slave rebelling was seen as there's something wrong with them. There's something mentally yeah, yeah. wrong with them. So there literally was a diagnosis like to label slaves who would run away and rebel. It was like freaking That's crazy. So right. but but it's just like well there's gotta be a mental illness for thinking that other humans are fucking Well racism is technically mental illness. Right. Yeah. Again, it was it's according to the norm. So yeah, the yeah. norm the people who were healthy who it was made for are white people right damn Um, so even a lot of the diagnoses now you can still question it um 
And you do have to take into context someone's like culture and religion. So like if someone tells me they speak in tongues, but they told me they're Baptist, I'm not going to say you're schizophrenic. Right. <laughs> because that is your religion. Mm. Right. So I have to take that into context. Like if you're diagnosing somebody. So Damn. Fascinating. But wow. with that, it's interesting because mental health, health or mental illness, right? People, that that's genetic and passed down. So even though obviously we would not consider running away a mental illness, like I wonder if you tracked it, like if your parents were runaways, like mm, would right. that kind of factor into you not losing that will to? to yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It definitely has to be. I mean, they're definitely. I mean, we have records that there were obviously slaves who ran away, and those who encouraged others to run away, and those who stayed. Even those who fought on the on the side of the Confederacy, so it's like Stockholm syndrome. Like you're you're abused for so long that you start to identify with your abuser. And even I think like we may need to specify like the definition of rebellion because for some people, rebellion could have been you you're keeping the leftovers and you're gonna make um you know collard greens. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take a okay. steel pan and you're making music. So right, right, right. For the survival purpose, you can't outright rebel because you're gonna get killed. That's just mm. the reality of it. But there are some people who, even with you give them nothing, you strip everything away, and you tell them you're nothing, we're better than you. They're still rebelling and finding ways to say like we're gonna make our own culture. Mm. Right, right. So I feel like Brilliant. there are those individual traits. And that can be generational. Like even if you study family dynamics and psychology, like if it's interesting, if you speak to your family, you can see like who had affairs, who was a cheater, who was Damn. a drinker, not just like who had diabetes, who had bipolar disorder. So like even at a level of like how we interact with each other, that can be generational things that are passed down. Wow. I think Sam's earned her mic. Right? Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Wow. I was like, uh. Wait, have you done the Ancestry.com? Because like a lot of things you were saying, I was like, oh my God, like we did that in my house. And then now I know where all these like half relatives that I have or family exist. We kind of started to do it. It's a little harder because we, Kenny's from Jamaica, I'm from Trinidad. So like they're going to, they can pull some things, but I'm also cheap. I haven't paid for the full. <laughs> right. Well, thing. you, we both did the DNA test. Right. I've done that. We did yeah. the DNA yeah. test. Yeah. You did it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's very fascinating. I've been, um, I don't remember where I read it, but black people, there we're a large disproportionate number of the people who are signing up for the DNA test. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with uh, one of our mutual friends. Like, for us, it's like, Connecting um, the dots for uh, there's so many people who are white who can easily trace their lineage back. Yeah, that's why all the, com- all the commercials, everyone's white. They're like <laughs> Germany, right? <laughs> like, right, but, but they probably like, already know that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's for like, us, like your last name is German. We knew. Yeah, right. Or, right, 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 right. But I have a last name that's fucking Irish. Right, and my last name Brown. From? I don't think that's not like that ain't coming from Wakanda. Yeah, right, right. right. So where did that come from? So right. for us, it makes a whole lot of sense for us to go and do the DNA test. Mm-hmm. And it's very fascinating. Like hers was like 80. I'm blacker than everyone in here. But you yeah, she's 80% black, uh, 80% Indian and 20 with no European. So wait, so no, I'm European at all. Wait, so you said you're 80% Indian and 20% black. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of she's she's the least white. But when you say Indian, Indian, like indigenous to um, like India. India. Like exactly. India, like in Asia or, or Asia? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Sorry, I just like <laughs> no, myself okay. right there. Because so. no, you're thinking like West Indian. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, thinking, of course. Like, I'm yeah. like, wait, I mean, okay. I am West Indian. 
Yeah, but what they traced it is, like, I guess my ancestors from Africa who went to India, like, mm-hmm. they kind of stayed within each other. Even when they went to Trinidad or were shipped there, however they ended up getting there, they kind of still kept that lineage. So it's, like, a very direct, like, your ancestors are yeah. Africa and India. I, right. I did watch the, uh, watch the a Bourdain episode mm-hmm. with Trinidad. Yeah, and yeah, very I, didn't, good. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't really realize. He, he said this, they they were he had like a meal on the beach with there is a big Indian, and I didn't yep. realize he said the same exact thing. I didn't, I didn't, I never knew that. Like Trinis are almost all yeah. either Indian of or Indian descent African. or African. There's but, very other yeah. few other. And I think I mean, there are, but yeah. and I'm you, not, what's I'm the history just, behind that? Like with just like a trade of spices sugar. and things, or. Yeah. Spices, oil was a big thing. Um, I mean, you know, they obviously had the slaves. They were, the Spaniards mostly took over there. So, like, you'll hear a lot of Spanish. Mm. There's, like, the port of Spain. And right. That is right off the coast of Venezuela. Right. Right off the coast of Venezuela. Yeah. A lot of the names of towns are Spanish names. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the Indians who came were probably indentured workers, which is, I guess, a yeah. step away from being slaves. Slavery. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's, they didn't get anything out of it that much. To water down right. slavery. Yeah, so. Are the so are the in the people that are of Indian background and African background like because Indians might have lighter skin were they still privileged above the people of African descent or did they like obviously there was a lot of intermixing so did like were they just found community and that like I don't know I'm I'm always like really interested in that kind of stuff. I guess it depended because I like I don't know. If you go by skin tone, it's hard. Like, a lot of people mm. in my family, myself included, we're darker than a lot of black people that I know. So oh, like yeah. You're probably the darkest one in this room right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably, For sure. Yeah, right? Definitely. We have a nice little, like, <laughs> shade wall. Or, like, <laughs> like shade a, wall. Or, like, a, lo- we're a, it's like Lowe's, you know, with the yeah, 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 paint yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I feel like we've got, like, a brown. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of brown. Brown. Yeah, we got a nice little fade. I think we just have different undertones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is a lot of racism in Trinidad. Absolutely. From there's still mostly from Indian yes. I think towards the Indian black. culture, there's still like I guess things passed down from the caste system, even if you're not directly in in India anymore. So like skin tone is still such a huge thing. So if you're lighter skin, it was better. So some people would say my brother and sister in law, my sister in law is Italian. So if they had a child, it's like oh he married up because mm. she's a white woman. Their child, in theory, could be lighter skin. Damn. Whereas me marrying Kanik, he's a black man, so maybe I went down a step because That's I so fucked up. You know, right? So if you're, or even someone like me, I have curlier hair. I have characteristics that someone might associate with more the black part versus the Indian part. So certain Indians, I might not be their beauty aesthetic because I don't have straight hair. I'm not lighter skin. You got good hair. But it's so funny because me is like, and someone that identifies as African American, like. Mm-hmm. The first thing I noticed when I looked at you, I was like, "Oh, her hair is so good," you know. Like, and just the, that's just my instinctual yeah, like, yeah. thing. Right. Like, as a black girl, I look at people's hair. Like, it's yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's what I do, and that's kind of where I first look at what I think someone's background is. Right. Right. So, like when you said you were Trini, it like made perfect sense but, to me. I was yeah. like, oh, it's like the yeah. kind of full circle, generational kind of like <laughs> that's how we like kind of judge people, or not judge people, but kind of like. I don't know, like scan people, right? Uh, yeah, I, do, I mean, I'll be doing that too. Like, oh, yeah. It's interesting, like you said. Like, I was thinking about it the other day. I felt kind of stuck between worlds because within my own Indian culture, growing up, I never felt like pretty again because I wasn't. I didn't have the straight hair. It just didn't fit in. 
But like growing up in the Bronx with like black and Spanish people, it was like, okay, it was like fetishized almost like you're Asian, you're exotic, you're mm. this and that. So it was like an in-between yeah. mixed message kind of thing. Like within my own people, I wasn't really desired, but like outside of that, I was. And then I was from the Bronx. So I was like, oh, I'm Bronx. But I was like, I was just confused. I was yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what I am. Yeah, where, yeah. Where you are, are, you are. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's very interesting like how multi-layered it can be, yeah. especially depending on where you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> America's are weird. you like because I know you guys are you are you first generation from Trinidad or no? I guess like are your parents like did you were you born there or were you? No, I was born here. But your parents were born there. Yes. And then how like I was born in Jamaica. You were born in Jamaica. Yep. And when did you move to the U.S.? When I was three. Okay, and then I don't know about you, but like my I'm a slave. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, no, because we have two different things going on here, right? Like yeah, both was, of us, uh, like yeah. I would say, identify as like African American and yeah. don't really necessarily have ties to like our. Which is yeah, like you, I have some that I've discovered, but I didn't grow up with the culture of that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, I mean my. My my dad's half Filipino, so I have a little Filipino. I'm not really connected with that. Right. You know I mean, uh, that actually brings up a good point. When I was uh, was overseas, uh, one of the guys, you know, the people in the bathrooms, they uh, hand out towels. The and attendant. Shit. Yeah. yeah, he was. Which like, I hate when they surprise you with that shit because you're like, I would have had change. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> He's he was Nigerian, and he struck up a conversation with uh, uh, one of my friends, Devante. Shout out Devante. He knew us. He was American. Whatever. And we, they got on the whole conversation of Trump and everything, and then basically he was like saying how African Americans were like really we're kind of unique in that we don't really have uh, a home in terms of like America really isn't it is our home, but we're not meant to be here, yeah. right? Um, and he was saying, but then he got on the conversation of Brexit and stuff. He's like, yeah, if things fuck up here, I can go back to Nigeria, right? Uh, and he's like, well, and from the, then I'm sitting here thinking like, damn, if things fuck up, like, well, <laughs> I don't have like a connection. Yeah. I don't have a connection to quote unquote my roots. Right. You know what I mean? Which oddly enough, it actually should be at this point that like the South, I guess, would yeah, be yeah. our homeland. No, no, I was just saying right. it is. But yeah, but, but I get exactly what you're saying. Like we are still seen as outsiders or others, even mm -hmm. though we've yeah. been here mm -hmm. the same amount. And even, I think we all know there's, unfortunately, we kind of touched on this, but there's, I don't know how to say this, but African-Americans, Caribbeans, and Africans, people who identify as such, there's tension between our communities mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. of various the circumstances. Yeah, right. circumstances of, you know, how we came here right. and, and different people being in touch with different cultures and people of all those groups having a misdeformed opinion on like what makes someone black right, and right. wanting to either take someone's blackness away or mm. their civility because they feel that they are better because they're either in closer proximity to that culture or right. they have a certain amount of wealth or education <clears throat> or what you have it. But right. it's sad that that exists because we really have no reason to yeah. have beef with each other, but right, it right, is right. a thing. I mean, we've spoken about this many times on the podcast, just even in the way that we speak, some people try and take our blackness away. From yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you right. sound white. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what does that mean? Okay. What does that mean? Just, I speak, with good probably yeah like pronunciation Some, or right 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 i mean um, I, I feel like we probably all have had yeah that, yeah, that sure. issue because we all have a you know we speak proper english i was getting my hair braided one time i live in harlem and i was getting my hair braided and i think i was on the phone or something and when i got off this lady who was just a patient at the shop she's like excuse me 
are you an English teacher or a teacher? Like, and she was black and I was like, no, what makes you think that? She was just, and she said to me, oh, you just, you speak such proper English. Like, I wish, you know, I wish I could have you like around my daughter because just the way that you speak, I just thought you were a teacher and mm. I'm, I'm not speaking in the same vernacular that she was speaking and she right, didn't right. mean anything by it. Right. But yeah. I was irritated, but also just like, pitied her in the same amount of like wow like she's impressed that i'm speaking proper english and the school that her kid goes to down the street like they're not even doing that doing that and she's assuming that i'm educated just from hearing me Mm -hmm. have like a basic conversation and i almost was just like it's really sad yeah like i don't know it just i i remember just being so surprised by that Mm -hmm. yeah because it's almost like we i guess take not take it for granted but it's just I don't know. You don't know what people. I don't know how people perceive other things. I don't know. Well, to me, it's it's offensive because it seems like people are more shocked that that you mm. that you right, are right. capable of that. Yeah, like, yeah. wow, how what like, what what are the the number of circumstances that led you to be able to speak mm. this way mm. to speak the master's tongue? Mm. The, <laughs> the master's <laughs> tongue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like, no, we're all capable of this. Maybe there different circumstances, maybe you didn't learn or but it's not like a a, a, a capability issue based on our, our skin. Right, 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 right. Like, anyone can do this. Right. Yeah. This is just, <laughs> it's just right. anyone can do this. Yeah. Just, we're just making sounds out of yeah, our mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak like patois or anything? Like I that? don't. That's one thing that my parents I, it's hard for me like thinking back to know exactly um kind of the things that they would do but they my mother did not really allow me to do that they wanted me to to sound american mm. and i think that they did a number of things i think to make us like assimilate mm. like we listened to country music <laughs> like when we went on road trips we didn't listen to hip-hop they put on like whatever country music station was Brooks. so i would I, my, when my friends were like reciting biggie i would be reciting garth brooks songs or that's like, so interesting yeah Dolly Parton. So yeah, those are other things that made. People... Then you get clowns. Oh, you don't know these bars? Exactly. You don't know these bars? Wow. Are you are you black? <laughs> so then you got to catch up. Do your parents dude. actually like country music, or was that purely just an effort to get <laughs> as far? Away? Like, and I actually do like some country music, so I'm not even. Yeah, going yeah. To, I'm just curious. It was like purely an assimilation tactic, or they like country music and they were just playing what they like. I don't know what came first, right? <laughs> and at this point, they like it, right? But also, it's very religious, and my parents, Jamaica Jamaicans, are very. Uh, religious people so a lot of country music especially older country music had it was that so i don't know if they liked it because of that or if they just came here and realized oh they talk about god i like this kind of music now part of me thinks it was just a tactic mm-hmm. just uh, the same way as then not speaking pato because my sisters can they do my older sister does they i don't know i feel like they um generational thing. how old is much older is your sister well, but my older and my younger sister, mm. they're both more um, Jamaican than I am. And I'm yeah. more, in quotes, American than they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though my little sister was born here. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I, think it was, I think it was a tactic. I think they wanted me to, they wanted us to, to seem American. Be American. Yeah. And like, yeah, I guess you said to assimilate or fit in. Yeah, yeah, our parents didn't really listen. We they didn't listen to 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 reggae or yeah, yeah. dancehall or anything when we were kids. Mm-hmm. They they played American music. Yeah, so 
I'm personally ready for a Jamaican country star. I think that would be so awesome. I wonder if we have one. We got a black country star. We got Lil Nas X. Well, he's um, genre breaking. Yeah, yeah, we got Darius Rucker now. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's been around for a while. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But I think a Jamaican country singer. I mean, that it's probably out. I'm sure there's someone pioneering. They haven't broken through yet. Maybe I could be the first. Yeah, I, I would listen. I would buy it. I'm. They're I'm out there. I got no musical talents. Like, That's yeah. the problem. Do what? I said I have no musical uh, talents. That's the problem. I don't either. Plus, especially now that like everyone's trying to do like reggae and Caribbean, like right. it would be authentic. You're like, listen, right, right, I grew right, up here right. and I'm Caribbean, <laughs> right. and I listen to country music. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my uh, God, that's so funny. That was that was a uh, was a nice little rabbit hole we went down. Yeah, I love that. See, that's 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 what I wanted you on. Cause that's uh we've always like we've always had this conversation just just yeah. where we come from like you went to you said you went to UVA I did well, you didn't say I that did. but I'm bringing that up now yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's um, just how like uh, being I don't know unique again being black growing up uh, being black growing up growing up black down south that's what I'm trying to say yeah uh, I mean I think it's it's interesting because. I don't necessarily consider myself a Southerner because I grew right. up in Northern Virginia outside of DC, but I think going to UVA, they identify as a Southern mm. school. And it was definitely a learning experience for me because I grew up in a lot of predominantly white areas. So Same. I didn't go to college thinking that I was going to have any issue fitting mm. in or yeah. like making friends, which I'm not going to say that I did because I didn't, mm-hmm. but I think, think I was exposed not only to like people that actually legit like were still racist and I was like what <laughs> like this is weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then it wasn't the thing that was weird to me was a it wasn't just like racist against black people it was like people that didn't like Jewish people right, because right. it was like different different and like southern like people they wear funny hats yeah like it was just like different ethnic <laughs> things and then the the classism like I also felt like I grew up, I, if you had asked me before I went to school, what was like my socioeconomic status, I would have said upper middle class. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, damn, I'm poor. Yeah. yeah. Like really? I was like, oh my God, I did not know how wealthy some people are. Yeah. That's and Thomas like, Jefferson's passion project. Yeah. Right? Like it's people, hella rich people go there. They don't yeah. vacation. They summer yeah. and they yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. spring break comes around and people are renting yachts and boats and like traveling globally. And even when they do like the orientation when you first get to school and they're like, you have a person in your class. It's like save 50 lives and done this. And I'm like, how the F did I get into this school? Like (laughs) it was like people that had like done these miraculous things. And you're also like, I mean, this is a good school, but I would have gone to Harvard if I did that shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was just a lot, but, and at the end of the day, I, don't regret any of the sort of negative social experiences I had because I felt like by the time I got to New York and I got into the workforce, mm. like I guess we didn't have the the terms that the young kids have these days, like microaggressions right, 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 right. and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. these other all these labels. Know, things. But <laughs> yeah, now like when I moved here and I was in corporate America, I sort of realized like, oh, okay, UVA prepared me for all mm, of this bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I now know like how to like sort of navigate these. And I also found myself like I still have friends of, you know, many backgrounds, whatever, but the older I've gotten for whatever reason, I've just sort of naturally cultivated a larger group of black friends. Yeah. And it's not even that I've gone out of my way to do so, but I think it's just 
I've st- we've started to have more shared experiences, especially like that kind of started at UVA because I think it was a lot of us that grew up in these predominantly white areas. And we're like, cool, we got like tons of friends that are yeah, everything. And then we right. got to school and sort of kind of were ostracized and all started being like, oh wait, you were in AP classes too and you were the only one. And like yeah. you uh, also maybe can't dance and like you, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and so then we all started kind of becoming friends and it's right. like, okay, so are we going to like pledge AKA or like Delta? Are we just going to like not do anything? Right. Or are we going to pledge the white one? Right, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are we going to like volunteer? And, do, and so we all just kind of started giving each other confidence and being like, okay, we'll just like party on our own or like not do anything or, you know, I'll hold your hair. And so I think from that experience, I've got a really like tight sort of black girl gang that Mm -hmm. I have in New York that I love. Um, But I also still have friends of all backgrounds. You meet this, uh, so you meet more, have more black friends. Do you meet them through, is it through work? Um, Honestly, through like, like for instance, like, so the background of how I met Cam, right? Like, so we both have mutual friends who aren't black and we just met like hanging out in that friend group. And then we end up just like, Oh, so you're the other black person here. Let's talk. Um, (laughs) That's how it happens. And then you're like, Oh, like I'm not, I'm not the quote unquote only one. Right. Right. But that's how I've met like so many of my New York sort of black friends Mm -hmm. is literally being at a party or something. And we kind of look around and we're just like, Oh, like, bullshit who do you on? know? Right, yeah, right. Like, and we all, and so we yeah, all have the same. Like one of my friends, like went to like Berkeley, and we were at this, you know, uh, this New Year's party, and both kind of looked. We're the only ones, and me and this girl have been hanging out for like three years strong now. Yeah, and not that we love the girl that introduced us, but sad to say, like I don't even hang out with that girl as much anymore, just because you know you lose touch, mm, and right, I hang out right, with. Right. Her Shots fired. all the time. No, like no, no shame, but it's so funny because I'm like, wow, I I feel bad that I met you through yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else, and now I don't even hang out with her as much. Right. But we're that's like really natural. good friends. Yeah, that's just that's just life. You you connect we you connect with, you connect with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, At work though, I have had that same similar thing where like we're the only ones in the office, and then we end up start hanging out outside of work, and then we start introducing our groups. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just Wait, word you're of the mouth, black I friend guess? too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm the black friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's just, it's just like, for me, it's like, again, like you said, when you went to college or went to uh, all these white people and stuff, it's not like, I mean, it's, I'm just, you're just used to it. Yeah. It's not anything like, you don't really, like, you know, you are black, but at the same time, you're like, everyone's going to, I'm just getting along with everyone. Yeah. Right. Um, Which you might relate to this, but this is going to sound weird. The other way that I sort of end up meeting uh, new I don't know how to say this, black girlfriends. I, if I swear, if I go like to, I get to go to coffee shops a lot and like, just like do work. Mm-hmm. And a girl will come up to me like, oh, where'd you get your hair done? And we end up start talking about hairstyles in New York. And then the next day, I'm about to go to the Guggenheim with this girl that I met at the coffee shop. <laughs> That's the dope. Other day because she moved here from LA and she was like, where can I get my hair braided at? And then we started talking and then we exchanged numbers. And I swear I have met like so many random girlfriends just through like hair talk. Yeah. Um, so it's like that. And then just, I don't know. Like it'll just be something random, yeah. but there is like a lot of just hair conversations that happen because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to figure out where to get their hair done, and then you know now I can barely get an appointment with my stylist. Shit, wish, wish that happened to me. It took me fucking three years to find my barber. The barber, <laughs> remember I saw you outside? Yeah. yeah, I've been going to him for three years, and uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, just I didn't took, finding a barber is like. Or any, I guess a hairstyle is like mm-hmm. finding a fucking relationship or something. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hard. That's why I have dreads now. Yeah, like I moved all the <laughs> way to Brooklyn. I still go. I still go all the way to Harlem. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm not trying to go through that fucking process. Of, and I found yeah. develop a trust. And you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I had my barber in Queens that I loved, and after that it was just you know 
when I moved, I I couldn't yeah. find another barber yeah. that I. That's a long like, process because you, you, you need at least three or four cuts before yeah. it's like right. They gotta be if you can get three cuts in a row, it's like all right, consistent. Right. Yeah. But uh, no, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but actually, my barber he's he said something too. He's like we always had these conversations too. He's like, he's like, man, forget all those labels and stuff. Wherever you go, no matter where you go, you're always gonna be black. Yeah. No matter what, no and no one can take that away from you. It doesn't. You can't like necessarily define black. Right. Even though it is in the dictionary, it was like oh. Uh, ghosts and dark ghouls and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, really, yeah, like, why the definition negative? gotta be negative? Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, no, it's like without light and shit. But, you right. know, I'm like, I don't know, I guess that was, uh, and maybe I experienced like a lot of frustration of like, it's like, you're trying to like navigate, because you want to be, not accepted by everyone, but you want to, because um, you, all your, all your friends growing up are white and then you have more black friends and it's like, you kind of like getting dragged in between of right, trying to fit into both, and right. it's like, man, once you like kind of, kind of cut the cut the sh- quote unquote cut the shackles for lack of better words, right? right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just accept who you are, and you're like, I'm, no matter what, yeah, because no matter what I do or what kind of music I listen to, right. I'm always gonna be some people are gonna see me as black, right? And, and the matter. problem is that there you have it, you kind of have shackles on both ends, right? Yeah. You have a, one particular group that sees you as how, kind of how you present, like, yeah, yeah, and then another group that sees you as like my uh, Virgo rising, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then my <laughs> go on, sorry. And then you have other groups that kind of have expectations as to what you should be, exactly. And then you, you, there are times where you want to, you want to fit into a group this way, but yeah, yeah. that's not your not necessarily your mm-hmm. your background, not necessarily right, right, your history, right. yeah. So it's weird. I mean, even like for me, if like being Jamaican, I don't necessarily have the same history that you have. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Jamaica was independent uh, later from England, but they didn't. Ha- oh, I saw that too. Yeah. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Blacks are the majority in Jamaica. So it's a, yeah. it's a different experience being black in Jamaica, even though I didn't really grow up there. Right, right. But I have my parents who would say things to me that always, um, that was kind of instilled in me, like, no one's better than you. Right, right. Even just saying something that simple mm-hmm. and all, and just having that in your head, you will carry yourself differently. For sure, for sure. Where if someone is, you know, if someone was here living in the system for a long time, living under oppression for a long time, it is very difficult to just come across with the thought, no one's better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... No, like on that thought, I remember one time when I was a kid, one thing my dad sort of said to me, we were like talking about like, I don't know, like racism and segregation. And he said one thing that his father said to him, he's like, you know, like when you're learning about all this stuff in school and segregation, they always try and make it seem like all the black shit was bad in right. second class. And he's like, that's not true. Like some of the hotel, the best hotels were the black hotels. The best, right. some of the best entertainment was the mm. black entertainment. And not that segregation was good by any means, but there were things in the black community that were the best. <clears throat> yeah, right, right, and right. we kind of don't necessarily always get to learn that. Like it's always portrayed as like everything we had was right. bad and decrepit and dilapidated. But there were things that people were doing in our own communities mm-hmm. that were right. of top tier class and people that were extraordinary and like obviously if they weren't we wouldn't have had these this leadership that allowed us to even get the legislation passed but yeah i feel like a lot of times when we're learning about it we only see like sort of the negative 
right. side of that. Like where you live now is a perfect example. Harlem yeah. was the a center of entertainment and right center of uh, culture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, it's an entertainment. But yeah, your culture. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know what you mean. And it wasn't just like music or it was art yeah, yeah everything thought mm-hmm. you know some are the, the best uh some of the most renowned um black leaders thought leaders were from harlem malcolm they oh, had these good harlem. um well alan clayton powell yeah. like, anyway they have like these institutions that were set up and you know Schoenberg. we don't talk about them what did you say i said schoenberg like the schoenberg yeah, yeah, center yeah. um god what was the name the movie that it was oscar nominated uh the writer Gosh, what is his name? He's LGBTQ. Um, the guy who did like Moonlight directed the. I cannot remember the name of that movie. Uh, it came out like last year, and it's about like a young couple, and the the boyfriend gets incarcerated. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of. I guess we're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Like, but, but no, a lot of good. Like every street is named after someone. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. That was prolific. Jazz entertainers, musicians, um, historians. The creator of the shit. Actually, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. So. Yeah. Oh man. All right. I, I want to know what you guys' opinion uh, on this. I was having a, a conversation with another friend, and we were talking about liberalism. And I was saying to him, I made the point that, in a lot of ways, liberals are just as racist as conservatives. Mm. Even the even in the thought that they, even when they mean well, mm. a lot of the things that they say are quite racist. Mm. There's this famous video now. I me- I don't remember who put it together, but it was a very conservative group that put this together. But they were talking about like voter IDs mm. and like, well, why do we need voter ID? Why um why are you against voter IDs? And a lot of the people were like, well, you know, because the blacks don't know where to go and get IDs, and they should be able to vote. And like, oh, you think blacks? Don't- well, I mean, and some of them can't afford to get there. You know, they don't have cars, and yeah, they might not know where it is. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> your concern is not necessarily that. That everyone should have the equal opportunity to vote. Yeah, you think that there's something inherently wrong with us because of the who they are, yeah. right? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's that, fucked up. That is equally as fucked up. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Maybe even slightly more yeah. fucked up because they don't know. They think, yeah, they they think they are, I guess, enlightened or whatever, right. or woke, right? But it's really just you're just kind of dancing around it, right? You look down on us as much as as they do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I think liberalism sees the minority as like their little like uh, yeah. their little pet project. Like, oh, man, we, we'll we get you. Help, we can yeah. help them. You know, we make yeah. them, they, can't, they can't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you 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 can tell me if you relate to this, but I kind of had the same argument with people all the time. Like growing up more in the South and then moving up here, and I feel like a lot of people I meet up here they're just like, oh, I could never live in the South. Like, mm. oh, that type of racism. That yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's so scary. And I'm like. Okay, one thing that I feel like is very different in, versus, in the South versus the North. In the South, like, there's less classism. Mm-hmm. And so you might not like black people, but they're still your next door neighbor. And yeah. you have yep. to interact yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. in school with them. Yep. And you, like, mm-hmm. have to confront it. I know exactly Whereas where you're here, you can say, like, oh, I love black people. But you're like, but I don't want to go to school with them. I'm going to pay to yep. go to this private mm. school. And I'm going to do systematic. this. So it's like you're not actually interacting and engaging. So I'm always like... Yes, there is. It's the racism in the South and North is different. But one thing I will say about being in the South is they actually ha- like when all these laws and things get implemented. Like in the South, you actually have to deal with it. Like yep. people have to confront each other, and 
like you're, you know, remember the Titans, like you're the integration, like yeah, you yeah. guys are in that same school versus, yeah, go okay, to school now. play yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> white flight, we're going to just open up all these charter and, and yeah, private yeah. and whatever. So I, it's just different. And I don't, I feel like because of that too, I think there's a lot of judgment that gets placed on the South, mm-hmm. the yep. people that have never actually been right, there right, right, yep. and experienced it. And like, I don't know, I, I'm not trying to make an argument that, that there's no, racism in the south or that it's not bad but no, i, I just think yeah. it's there's just, the perception is very different. It's the perception that like it. the north isn't yeah. right racist or, or it cannot be there cannot be racism in the north because they were the union right the, the, <laughs> the, the I mean? south had to actually face their racism we're here new york is segregated as fuck yeah like it, it is surprising we take note of it when a white person moves into our neighborhood it's like oh wow look at that yeah 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 yeah. and every neighborhood is like that mm-hmm. there are very few neighborhoods that have any kind of even distribution maybe astoria yeah but outside of that it's like oh that's a black neighborhood that's a white neighborhood that's a jewish neighborhood that's a black neighborhood that's an asian neighborhood like and you have that in the schools where there were no white people in the school where i grew up wow really? none the yeah. first time I encountered white people in school was in high school. Mm. That is a long time That's ago. A long, very long time. In New York City. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Especially grow up. Especially if you were listening to country music. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good callback. Right? I didn't grow up in, in, in Ghana. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I you should have encountered white no, there were no there weren't very much there were a couple of white people in our neighborhood. The most of them were cops. And then you had no their kids didn't go to our school. Their yeah. kids went to private school. Yeah. You can easily just you can easily avoid all interaction with other people, mm-hmm. and I notice this on like Instagram and stuff like that. I, I'll see people and they'll have like a wedding, and I'm like, "Yeah, y'all know one black person, <laughs> not one." Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah. Y'all got one in your group, mm-hmm. and this is the most and diverse in New York. In the world. That's why that's crazy. Right. Right. right, right. Like, right. That's because that, that's the that's the misconception. It's like, oh, it's New York. There's yeah. everyone. They all yeah. get along or whatever. But I mean, nope. it's just like, yeah. I, I feel it walking through the Upper West Side, mm. particularly. I feel it. I can feel when people look at you like you don't belong here. Mm. Why are you here? Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm essentially from here. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm from the down block. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also little things like the amount of times where I'm shopping in a clothing store and someone Mm. asks me to like put their stuff in the changing room or something. And I'm kind of like, oh, hey, like I don't actually work here. And they'll be like, oh, no, you were just dressed so stylishly. Like I thought like you were I'm not even wearing anything that they sell in the store. And like I don't get like angry, but I'm just like literally like the people that work here have name tags on and they're asking you if you need help. And I'm minding my business like shot like. Why and that happens multiple times. And I'm it's just so like, fucked what? up. I'll be in fucking Target wearing all blue. People walk up to me. They have a uniform. <laughs> this is like a Target shirt, right? They have yeah. a uniform. Yeah. And, but they Why try and flip me? it on you, yeah. like you. Whoa, like they're whoa. like, whoa! I don't know what you're. Wait, what did I? Did I just play myself? Like, what is going on? Dude, oh. it, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm very conscious. I went to Dwayne Reed. I was looking for. Uh, Fucking hair products or something like you know I me mean? like I was looking for a do rag. They don't have do rags at D- let you know they don't have do rags at Duane Reed or anything. I should have known that, but I mean I just I took a chance. I mean they have it at my. They, have it, they have it in our neighborhood, huh? It depends on the neighborhood. They have right, it. Right. They definitely have do rags. Yeah, I went to one. In, went to one in fucking Times Square, but oh, you never know. Hashtag <laughs> mistakes. But you know, but yeah, yeah, but I don't know. You never know. They might have one. Uh, but anyway, I went in, didn't find it. 
And I was like, damn, they're probably gonna look at me like saying, oh, what's he? Right, he, doesn't, right. he went in, they didn't, didn't have everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's what did he take? Right. I, I was kind of almost expecting them to stop me. I don't. I don't think they. They didn't obviously, but right. I was very. Con- I was so conscious of it because like, oh yeah, black man just walking in. You know what I mean? And simple uh, things like that can get you caught up in a system that then has its own racial issues. And here you are yeah. going to jail for something you didn't fucking do. Uh, it's actually funny because my mom was in town this past week. We went to went had dinner and everything. Again, I was still looking for. I was looking. I've been looking for. I was looking for a product for like. And a do rag for like a week. Right. <laughs> She's like, "Yo, did you find one?" Yeah, I actually went. To, I went to one down uh, on Fulton. Uh, got some all natural shit. Yeah. Make, my, make sure my hair isn't dry and shit. Right. Uh, anyway, right. we were looking for like we we're just looking for black products, and we went to went to the back where they, all the products are. And my mom's like, "Maybe they're in the front because sometimes they put the black products in the front because uh, they want to see to make sure that no one steals them and shit." Never thought of that. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" She was like, "Yeah." And that was that was like a revelation. She was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah." They do that shit all the time. Well, if you go to the Dwayne Reed in my neighborhood, you can't even get anything out without pushing a little. Yeah, button. everything yep. is locked up. You can't get deodorant. You can't <laughs> toothpaste. Get I'm like, to- <laughs> like, I'm like, really? Like, and, and yeah. then it takes them forever to come unlock the shit yeah, too. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. my god. Yeah. Like, like who, who who's stealing this amount of toothpaste? Yes, you have ruined this for all of us. Like, yeah, now- right. This used to be a two minute process. Exactly. Yeah. I can't. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm in here too much. Yeah. But uh, Dwayne Dwayne Reed's expensive as fuck too. I still keep on going there. I went there one time. Uh, my neighbor, uh, I used to live on Upper West Side, but went up there. There was a Dwayne Reed like right there. And I'd go in all the time, and they'd always have they they ask for, uh, do you have a membership? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I was like, nah. He's like, he goes still. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you still don't. Like, I see you in here like once or twice a week. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm I'm fucking up because I don't know. I just no. The discounts actually are helpful. You yeah, I'm, I'm just stubborn. Yeah. I'm just stubborn. But Dwayne Reed's expensive. I'll be I'll buy like toothpaste, deodorant. That's just like 14 bucks. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, damn. That's why you need to get. Yeah, I need discounts. to get that discount. I probably wasted. I probably spent like fucking thousands of dollars in Dwayne Reed. But uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> I had jury duty this week. How'd I've that never go? had jury duty. Did you get never? S- never. And even I even, here? I got my license updated to be New York, and I still haven't. Mm. They're gonna pick you soon. I'm when when'd you get that. it updated? Like a year ago. Oh, I got Actually, no, it's been like two years, and it's they coming. still haven't called me. It's coming. Mm. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, first when I first moved here, or within a year, I got called up for jury duty. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get picked, thank God, because the the case apparently it was like some big case, but it was. I got called up in April, but the case was going to last until October. And you had to go like mm. three times a week. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. How, how'd your, uh, uh stint, I didn't get picked. How'd your stint go? My, uh, my civic duty. Mm-hmm. Me, uh, I didn't get picked. I did get paneled for one particular case and I didn't, uh, I did not fit the criteria for mm. bias. Why, why is that? Bias reasons. Um, <laughs> It was like a, a sexual assault and domestic violence case. So they ask you, like, if you have any experience with those things. If anyone in, if you or anyone in your family, if you're around it, basically more than half the people who are in the panel raise their hand, which you would expect kind of yeah, in New yeah. York. That that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the Bronx, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so I was yeah. not on a on a jury, but. Being in the the court system, maybe it 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 made me notice some things. Mm-hmm. Like I found it very, I don't know if it's troubling. I felt uneasy 
being there in the um, as a potential juror, mm-hmm. and the person that the, the accused is right there. Oh yeah, damn! They were there. They were there. They were there. They were oh. sitting in there. They're just you know they uh, it's in their slump, just like damn. Wait, so well, they see you? They see you. Which why? Well, like, if I live in this neighborhood, I don't want them <laughs> seeing me on the jury. Yeah. Right, which is a concern. But then also, I'm thinking, I'm like, this person is accused of whatever, right? People have an idea, for good or bad, what that kind of criminal looks like. Mm. And if you look at a person and the state <clears throat> is accusing them of doing this, and in your mind they match mm. what that kind of person would look like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's the most fair thing for them to be there. Mm. Yeah, because you, yeah, you already develop a bias. Right, you're, or, you're yeah. hearing what they're accused of, you're looking at them, you're like, hmm, uh, is that person it. capable of... X, Y, and Z. He's frowning. Right? He's guilty. He's slouching. Yeah. I don't like his posture. Yeah. His suit didn't fit. That's a yeah. big thing for me. Mm. I hate people who wear baggy suits. Mm. <laughs> Steve Harvey suit? Yeah, I cannot stand it. <laughs> it's 2019. They have all kinds. They have tailors every. Fucking men's warehouse will tailor your shit for you. Yeah. And it's not expensive. Yeah. Why is your shit so big? Well, it's not expensive to us. We yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. they're. Yeah. Again, hey, whoa. I guess. Remember this whole conversation? Our glasses and my shine. Yeah, 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 yeah. showing, right? Yeah. We're not regular black people. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. That's how you This is a no, joke. It's, it's no, a joke. It's no, joke. Like, no, okay. I'm yeah, not, yeah, no, I'm yeah, not yeah. We're like also paranoid. Like, shit, the internet's going to come for us. Like, no, we, that'd be we, the best thing to happen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, shit, we need this. Shit, we need some publicity now. Right? Uh, like Donald Trump says, right? There's no such thing as bad. Did he say that? No, but I, he embodies it. Right? He embodies it. That's like, that's advertising 101. Right? That's PR. Like, yep. There's no such thing as bad. Yeah. Definitely not for him. Nothing you're, sticks. You're top of mind. If your lungs are top of mind, why right. does it matter? Exactly. Yeah. You see, well, I guess we can get, we yeah, don't yeah. have to get into him, but. Um, we can go wherever. Uh, well, well, I was just going to get into, if we're keeping on jury. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Jo- Joshua Brown. He, uh, the guy who, oh, the who guy te- was, testified. What's, I'd have to look up what his name is. I think it's, I mean, it's Joshua Brown. He, uh, the one who testified, it was the eyewitness for the Botham Jean, Botham Jean, uh, murder. He got right. fucking killed. Is it Botham or both? Like, Botham. Sure. Okay, Botham. 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 I make sure we get it right. Just yeah. So re- rest in peace regardless, but yeah. that's fucked up. It's crazy, right? Like, Got shot in the mouth, right? Which is like fucking crazy. From what I read, I don't know how accurate it is, but from what I read, he was like just getting out of his car, like yeah, in his yeah. apartment, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just tacked, nothing robbed. And yeah, yeah I don't know. Just uh, oh, I was gonna. Well, I guess we can. Yeah, that's really fucked up. Rest in peace. Um, I was just gonna ask about uh, even prior to that. What do you all think about um, like forgiveness? Because both uh, Jean's brother got up and hugged uh, Amber Geiger, is that her name? Yeah. Um, saying, like, forgiveness. I know maybe it's a, to him, maybe he, I don't know for closure, I don't know for closure, but yeah. how he's feeling, he wanted to forgive her. Right. Um, like, would you would you all be able to do that? Because I don't know if I could. I think it's very complicated. And mm-hmm. the one thing I will say is, whether or not I agree with him or not, it is not my... I don't have the authority to tell somebody else mm. what their pathway to forgiveness is. So obviously within our community, a lot of people were extremely upset, but it's like this man already lost his brother. Yeah. Right. So like getting on the internet and calling him names because right. how he chose that he needs to move on. Right. 
is not helpful. And in all so, honesty, the internet's going to move on. Yeah. yeah they already care did. about this for a week. And yeah. Then- so it's like, it doesn't really matter if I would have forgiven her or not. That didn't happen to me. So right. I just feel like yeah, yeah. people trying to like pit, put this fam pit this family against each other and like using what he did as, you know, an example of why this is wrong or holding up to like black people do this or black mm. people and black people are too forgiving. And this mm. is what religion, like I just felt like, Again, like that's not really my business because my brother wasn't shot on his couch eating Mm. ice cream Mm. in his own house. So it's like, God forbid if something like that happens in my own life, I'll see how I decide to process that. But I don't think it's right for anyone to tell that man what he can and cannot Mm. do. Right, right, right. Yeah, fair. Good point. That is a very good point. Well stated. Um, I like the whole grudges though. Well, with that said, with that said, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I don't have no idea. Knock on wood, I have no idea what that, what's going through his mind and everything. And uh, I just know I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do that. Uh, just like straight up forgive like that. But again, yeah, like you said, if he feels that was the need to to right. be able to move on, to start over, and be like, all right, I'm moving on with my life. Right. Um, I don't know. That's just. That's, that'd be hard. That's hard. We can get into this judge, though. I, for him, I don't think him forgiving what, like, that gesture was it. Like, that's an ongoing thing. I'm sure there's going to be days he wakes up and right. he's going to feel angry. Like, there's no way you cannot feel mm-hmm. something else. So th- that might have been a gesture for him, but, like, there is a lot to hold on to. Like, for us, it, like you said, something else is going to happen. We're going to move on. But, like, for those families, they're forever affected by those crimes on both ends. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how can they move on with their lives? I I mean, I would hope if something happened, eventually I could, just because within my own personal life, if I hold on to things like that, it takes so much energy from mm, me. It takes a lot. So, it's not, it's less about the other person, and it's more about me. Like, how mm-hmm. can I move on and feel better? Mm-hmm. It is too draining for me often to hold on to grudges and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I would hope that I could move that way eventually but again i'm not in it so i yeah. can't say like this is yeah and there's precedence time. for it there's a there are a lot of instances where families have become friends because you know the the, the essentially the murderer's family and the victim's family they're united forever through yeah. the same event mm-hmm. both of them like i remember there was one very you remember we were watching that i think we were watching at the same time there was a doc i don't know what to call it docu-series docu mm-hmm. some whatever um there was a state i don't remember where i should know they were running out of the particular drug that they were supposed to use mm. for yeah. the executions anyway mm-hmm. so both the 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 murderer and the the victim's families were advocating for this person to be released from death row mm. didn't work um but they became close friends mm-hmm. because that that same event changed the trajectory of their families forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both daughters were around the same age, and I don't know. I guess for some, I, I don't know. It for, I don't know. It's just it's just hard. Yeah, it really yeah. is hard to like. It's a have a yeah have a honest also, like, what, what is the perspective point of on it. Putting someone in jail, like they serve their time. What's the what? It, and what's the point of putting someone in jail? Yeah. Like, is it just you serve your time and then you move on? Mm-hmm. Or do you want that person to genuinely change? Yeah. I feel like 
if you hate someone, it is easier for them to take on that villain role, which is fueling their fire, especially if they are that kind of person. Right. But if you show compassion to someone who even they would say, if I was in that position, I would never do that. Mm. I feel like for most people, it has to touch you to some part to then say, damn, look at what I really did. Mm. Because I hurt that person so much and they still choose to love me or show me love in some way like am i even worth it versus by saying like you did you piece of shit this mm-hmm. is what you did you're like fuck you yeah, and yeah. your mama said that's yeah. why I yeah. right, like, you right. know so yeah. like what is the end point i don't know i think yeah. one of the things that i feel like could be a little bit different in this case is i think there is a difference when if we talk about if a the prison system is actually rehabilitating people, mm. which is a whole no. different discussion. But there are some people, right? Like, let's say you're a gang beggar and you killed someone, and the family decides to forgive you. But the family forgives you after you have like turned your life around. Mm-hmm. You've been saved. Right. You're doing ministry in the church. You recognize what you're doing wrong, and people can also see that, like, oh, okay, this person didn't have a shot at not turning out to be a criminal because look at what happened to them that led up like you know and you can see that whereas i think one thing that's different in this situation is where a the way that this case went about where they were almost trying to criminalize this man who was murdered in his own home right b it wasn't a quote-unquote criminal that did the action it was a police officer Uh, right c seeing some of the evidence of this person being on their phone and not that having an affair, like I'm not placing judgment on you, but like what you were doing leading up to when you, like, like I think the idea of forgiveness before we've seen any sort of rehabilitation or Mm. even dare I say acknowledgement of wrongdoing is also another reason why people are so upset because I think a lot of us are holding on to like, she hasn't done the work to quote unquote deserve the forgiveness. Yeah, 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 yeah. But right. again, that's not really, like you said, that's that family's choice. And it's also been a couple, what, how long has it been a year? A few months? Like, like for us, it just came back up like, Oh, a week ago, but they've been processing this yeah, for like right. a year or however <laughs> right. long it's been. Yeah. I think it depends. Like what it's two different things. Like on a personal level, I guess everyone would have to decide is the worth of a person based on the sum of how many good or bad things they did? Or mm. is a, just being a person, do you innately have some worth regardless? Right. So there's even judgment in that. Like you didn't show right, so therefore you shouldn't be forgiven. Well, who am I to say how much right makes you better? Mm. What if someone who's always doing right, but in their mind is like, I hate everybody, but I'm just doing right. Like, does that make you better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Versus someone who acts on it and then maybe they turn to, like, I don't know, there's just it's a very, lot behind uh, that. It's, it's subjective, I guess. Is that yeah. the word? Yeah. Um, yeah, some yeah, dark, deep tough. stuff. Um, also, she got, what, 10 years 10 max? Years. Yeah. Yikes. Kind of not enough. Like, obviously, prison is hard, but, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can get more for, like, weed. some weed or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Ten yeah, years? Yeah, like, yeah. come on. Ten years is uh, shit. I mean, I guess the reasoning is that she didn't go in there with the intention of killing him, right? There is no mm. premeditation. It's not... She didn't go in there with a plastic bag and rubber gloves, like... But she did let him bleed out instead of... Instead of giving him CPR and all that shit? Yeah. That's yep. wild. And how the fuck do you not know your what apartment you're in? 
Come on. See, yeah, this I'm trying I, you know to what? like not get angry because I'm like the more I like the more <laughs> yeah, you yeah, start like you're yeah. like no. I be, I think she was drunk. I think she was drunk. She got off. She went to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cop shows, but we see they all go to the bar at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the show. <laughs> My other question, just like from I don't know if it would be like how if from what I've seen, right? The apartments are the doors are outside facing i guess because it was at texas so it's like unlike in our new york apartments right where you walk inside a thing and then you get, so was his door just unlocked like was how unlocked. was she able to yeah i was gonna say how was she able to just unlocked. walk mm-hmm. into somebody else's apartment I don't, yeah. I don't know i've lived in new york where there's lots of built uh apartments in there i've never walked into the wrong apartment yeah even me personally shit faced i've never done that before <laughs> you mean like i i still know where my apartment is right and i've never some- been that Fucked up. If someone was burglarizing your house, would they be sitting down eating ice cream? Well, also, <laughs> Shit, if, if you just walked in, wouldn't you just walk right out and be like, I'm calling? Like, yeah. You know. Unless they're an unreal psychopath and they're just like, I want some ice cream. Yeah, or, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, in Florida, that yeah, yeah. has happened where this, <laughs> this person broke into someone's house and cooked all their, uh, they fried all their chicken. <laughs> So I'm gonna fry some chicken. I, I guess it could, in theory, happen, right? Yeah. However, that's wild. I just feel like if I'm walking into, I just don't see how I just don't know that this is mine. Right, 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 right. But also, like, why aren't you trying to de-escalate the situation, right? Like, let's say, like, you really did think this. So instead of even shooting someone, your first instinct isn't like get on the ground, put your hands behind your back, I'm putting like your first yeah. instinct is to murder Shoot. someone. Yeah, right, like right. that's, that's not crazy. even like proper protocol or procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when this person has not made an aggressive gesture towards you, nothing. So right. it's like I mean, she lied and said that he kept approaching her, but mm-hmm. then the I guess their the investigation showed that the trajectory of the um the bullet showed that he had to have either been on the ground sitting or like kneeling. He had to be on the ground. Fuck's sake. But when you're drunk, how many drunk people do you know that are fucking angry and belligerent? Mm. A lot. I know a lot. There's so when you're drunk, yeah. and who knows? Did they do the toxicology report when they were supposed to? The first person that she was texting was, you know, her partner. Her partner. I need help. Yikes! And you know, I mean, it's all fishy. Uh, beyond fishy. But uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, now rest in peace to two people. Yeah, for real. Joshua and Bolton. Um. Wow. Uh, that was that was dark. Yeah, that was really dark. All right. Well, uh, what else <laughs> we got? Got something to, to bring the mm, Amanda Seals the mood up. Go ahead, bring them Amanda. I was reading that stuff. The uh, I was reading it yesterday actually. Cause I saw. Uh, first of all, I love. I got love and hate Twitter because mm-hmm. I find everything out on Twitter. Twitter's like again with all the whole forgiveness thing. Mm-hmm. There's this whole thread, all these threads and shit about the the forgiveness and everything, but. Yeah, I just popped up on Twitter. It was like, uh, it come out of a meme. Like, oh, when Vanessa saw Amanda Seals uh, enter the party, then had this like meme of like, uh, what was that? Uh, There's this meme of a black woman. Um, ah, never mind. I'm not, I'm not doing oh. justice. <laughs> that was a bad introduction. Well, fill me in. Uh, that was a bad Wait, do you guys watch Insecure? On? No. Okay, so Amanda Seals is an actress. She's in comedian, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. backslash, backslash. She's done a lot of stuff. Anyways, she's a main character on Issa Rae's show, Insecure. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know if the Emmys was last week or two weeks ago, she wanted to get into the quote-unquote black Emmys party, which is thrown by Issa Rae's publicist, mm-hmm. who I believe her name is Vanessa something. Uh, I don't yeah. know her name. I just know Vanessa. Apparently, 
Vanessa and Amanda Seals have beef. She had issues getting into the party last year, and she also had issues getting into the party this year. She, When she showed up to the party, I guess they told her she was on the list. She couldn't get in. She basically pulled a, like, do you know who I am? Then she, I guess she had a lot of connections to people in the party because mm-hmm. it's a lot of black actors and actresses in Hollywood. Somebody let her in. Then, from according to the internets, she was heading towards the insecure table with her castmates and was dragged out by security. She then, I guess, has now shared her side yeah. of the story <clears throat> of what happened and called out various people by name yeah. and said that she was disappointed that no one in her cast stood up for her getting kicked out of this party and how humiliating it was and how she doesn't understand, even though she might have beef with Issa's publicist who's throwing the party, her argument was, it wasn't a party at your house. It was a party celebrating black actors and actresses in Hollywood. So why do you even care if I'm there? Yeah, yeah. Like, should not matter. Like, should I should be able to join in on this. And then C, she also talked about how she had voiced her complaints to Issa Rae about this beef. And Issa, in my opinion, rightfully so, said, hey, like, A, this is not my party. So I yeah. can't really tell this person right. my pose is who she mm-hmm. can or cannot invite and also like it's unfortunate that like you guys have beef but like i can't like you guys are two grown-ass women like what <laughs> right, am right, I, right. I like i can't tell her that she, she you guys need to handle that yourselves um and then the other tidbit is one of the cast members from insecure also put out a shady tweet basically saying you're not a nice person mm. that's why no one in the cast set up for you and cared that you got thrown out and then he deleted it so like i I, I I follow Vanessa uh, um, Amanda Seals on. I, I listen to her podcast. She has a, her podcast podcast pretty good. Not as good as this one though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She gonna find this one and start. What are y'all talking about? Like calling us out and shit. But hey, good publicity. Anyway, follow her. She's always like like ranting, like but good rants in terms of like uh, like very pro black and very calling out, just calling out bullshit. She's very talented. No, I don't yeah, think yeah, anyone yeah. can take that away from yeah. her. And uh, and sometimes I go back and forth with like, damn, like this is a problem too. Or like, why can't it's just like I can kind of see if maybe some people think she's too outspoken, or maybe she people think she's uh, she might rub people the wrong way in terms of how she maybe uh, maybe her, her tone of things or how she responds or reacts to things. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just yeah. kind of like bringing up. I'm not saying that that's how it is. Because I, I don't know. As someone who does not know her at all, yeah, right, right, know, right, you know, right, right, right. All we know is Amanda's side of this and everything. I'm like, for me personally, I'm just not the type of person. I'm not going to show up somewhere where I'm not wanted or invited. Exactly. So exactly. I just feel like, from that perspective alone, you admitted that you have a beef and a problem with the person throwing this event. I understand that, like, yes, as a black person, you're like, I like the Black Hollywood party is where mm-hmm. I want to be. But there's also plenty of other parties I feel like that weren't the Black Hollywood one, yeah, right. where there are other black actors and actresses, and like where you could have had a good time. So I just feel like that's a certain personality type that has the goal to be like Seen. no i'm coming here yeah anyone I who pulls that yeah. you know who like, i am yeah. but it's surprising to me because because of who she is and how like uh intelligent she is or like i just i figured that she, she would have that uh concept to be like yo all right they don't want me here bet i, I just figured i didn't thought that would be to, to go in there and, and do whatever supposedly what she did was 
I thought that would be below her. You yeah, like, mean? I don't think she should have been thrown out. Like, yeah, no. Like, no, yeah, she, not she thrown out, thrown, but, like, But, yeah. like, yeah, I just, I personally, I would never show up somewhere where, like, I know the host doesn't like me just because. And that's what I, was, I, I mean, thought that she, she was, I thought she'd be so self-aware to know that. You know what I mean? To, and her to, argument was, like, this party isn't at, like, this publicist's house, mm, so why does it matter? Like, mm, this isn't, she's like, this isn't, like, her personal party. Yeah, this is yeah, an yeah. event celebrating yeah, yeah. Black Hollywood. Okay. Hollywood. Oh, okay, so I should be able to come. So yeah, the publicist is throwing it. It's like celebrating. Like, yeah, exactly. And Amanda's <laughs> argument was, why is, does she bother with me being here? It's not like I showed up to her house. I showed up to a, a party, an event that is celebrating. But but in like if all you of show us can up agree, to my like, wedding, yeah, it's not at my house, but it's celebrating my you, marriage. Yeah, bitch, get the fuck out. He wasn't invited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's trying to flex. Yeah, She's yeah, trying yeah. to flex. She's trying to say, no, I'm important. I need to be here. Mm. I don't know her. I don't know the show. I don't know her from a hole in the wall. <laughs> Just from your explanation of what happened, she's in the wrong. And yeah, if I don't want sure. you at my party, I'm tossing you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, then to I'm like also like, like out this whole situation, yeah. like, yo, don't forget Issa signs your checks. So you're sitting here naming names, but I'm like, yo, she put you on the show. She writes the show. Issa, from my understanding, has always had a history and track record of uplifting other black female right. actors and actresses. So I just felt like even out of respect for her, like when you right. get to the point where you air something out on Twitter, mm. like you don't yeah. give an F anymore. Right. And like I respect, I guess, that she is standing by her own personal principles. I don't agree with them at this very moment, but I just feel like, okay, so when you get written out of the show next season, mm, we yep. know why. Like yep. that's what, Yeah, it's like you work with all these people, like... Why are you ruining? Why are you making it gonna make it awkward on set from now on? It's like no one's gonna want to like be around you or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. And nobody like if you know if you are as well received as you would like us to believe, the fact that everyone that you work with day to day, nobody was like, yo, yo, you don't need to do that. Yeah, like and they just let you get dragged out. Like I feel like that kind of says something. Like and even if let's say they're in the wrong, you should not want to be around people that don't support you, right? right. So it's like, right, right. you know that you're talented, whatever, you'll, you'll, you have your HBO special, you got your podcast, you're doing well, mm-hmm. like, get released from your contract and go do something else because yeah. you don't need to be around people right, that right, are right. doing that to you. Yeah. So it kind of just, I don't know, from just seeing that, who knows, maybe there'll be some video footage or some shit that comes out where we're like, <laughs> oh, she was telling the truth There's the always time. video. But yeah, Someone's I just, reco- Someone in that party was recording. Yeah. <laughs> It's that many people, especially if it's Black Hollywood. So it was like mm. everybody black and nobody said shit. It's like, <laughs> like damn. it's like damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in this time, we're always when we are all supposed to be uplifting each other and shit. Yeah. So. So next year, throw your own party, I guess. Yeah, word, right? word. I should fuck up. Yeah. Mm. Hate to see it. <laughs> you really <laughs> hate to see it. Oh man, what time are we at? I feel like we've been. Talking for a while. Not that long. Really? Hour, hour, just about to hit an hour and 15. Yeah. Usually when we have a guest, we go like three hours and yeah. shit. Really? Uh, not Well, like once we did that. We don't I mean, We don't always have a guest, though. No, no. I mean, when we do have oh, a guest, yeah, 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 there's yeah, usually, yeah. those tend to be the longer, yeah. longer casts. I feel like this, uh, what we've been talking about is pretty heavy. It's pretty, yeah. pretty heavy. <laughs> what, uh, what else you, what else we have going on? Uh, I got, I mean, I'm just chilling, to be honest. Yeah. Looking forward to the. Got the Sunday scaries. No, I don't really don't. I really don't get those. You get those Sunday scaries? Is that like anticipation of the work week? Oh gosh, the work. I mean, it's not like I'm not that dramatic. You know, people. It's like a. It's like one of those Monday. It's like those Monday morning 
like small talk things. Oh, you know, <laughs> Sunday yeah. scaries. And I didn't really do much, just hanging around, get ready for the week. And right. <laughs> I mean, I don't get that anymore. Yeah. Well, I ain't got no job. Yeah. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. Really? But, I was at a startup and I got let go about a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like a free agent. Yeah. How are you, how are you respond to that? How do you, like what's, I don't know what. How you, you know feel? what? It's been interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it has provided me with a lot of perspective. Like I, I sort of, <laughs> I'm going to go back to Beyonce, but like at first, like when you get like let go from somewhere, like I, that's never happened before. So I was like very upset and shocked and mm-hmm. I was like you know what Beyonce gives herself one day to like feel like shit and <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. a bad show so like I'm gonna give myself three um so I took the weekend I was like I'm gonna drink my wine do all this stuff and then I really started kind of thinking about okay cool now I don't have a gig right now like I realized a how much emphasis I sort of put in my identity as far as like oh I'm like what I do and it's like mm. Oh, okay. I was like kind of putting a little too much mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it kind of made me realize a little bit of like how you can get on autopilot when you just like mm. keep s- taking jobs and just getting promotions at same field. Then yeah. you're like, oh, you know what? Like now I have an opportunity to pivot and mm. sort of look at some new opportunities that I always wanted to do, but you'd always like, oh, well, I have work, so I don't have time to pursue right. this right. kind of venture. And it also, see, I guess I realized that. I have stayed at a lot of places too long when I was unhappy because I felt a duty or responsibility of like, oh, for the sake of my resume or like career longevity, like I have to stay at this place for mm. this long so I don't look like a job hopper or right. something like that. And it, it kind of made me realize in, in good and bad ways that at the end of the day, and this is nothing against businesses, but like I consider myself a loyal person and like, not that I would change that, but you have to look out for yourself first. Cause no matter how liked or well received you are at the end of the day, this shit is a business and it's all about money and people need to make cuts and and do things. And so it's like, I think I always, am someone that has felt guilty when like looking at a new opportunity, cause I'm like, well, but you're so nice. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's, kind of freed me of that a little bit and knowing like, wow, it doesn't make you a bad person for, for looking at something new and also realizing the connections and stuff that you make are real. And Mm -hmm. if you are a genuine person, like the amount of people that have like reached out to me and been super positive, it it kind of reset my value and and all of that. So I don't know. I, cause you said loyal loyalty, like an employee can be so loyal to Mm -hmm. a company and they could next day be like, you could do like make, so much money, millions of dollars for this one company. And next day they're like, you know, actually this isn't working out. So yeah. see ya. Apple got rid of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Right. Right. right? Put it that way. That's, you know, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. that's basically he had the name on his name on the company. Yeah. And you could still get let go. Yeah. So it's, it can yeah. happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, yeah. yeah. You learn more from your losses and your wins. Right. For sure, so it's like, right. I'm not going to say that this shit's easy, but I'm like, okay, like, you can't say that you're a resilient person and then when stuff doesn't go mm. your way, you like it's necessary. go into a depression ball. So it's like, right. yeah, like I have actually kind of realized a lot of positive things and like how strong my network is and how mm-hmm. many people I have that are like really looking out for me in a positive way and like yeah. just had some much needed time for like healing and rest. And you so yeah, like at the end of the day, I know I'm, I'll land on my feet. I'll be okay eventually. But it's trying to balance that anxiety of like, okay, like do I just take a new thing because it's offered or do I really look for something that I'm going to enjoy yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Right, and, right. 
and all that. So I don't know. I'm I'm still still processing. Yeah. But overall, I am feeling happy about where I'm at. That's good. good. That's that's the most important. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like a, a a couple of shifts that that happen when you when you go through that. It's like you you start to reevaluate how you define success, mm. how you define yourself. And how you define productivity, this is something that we were talking about the other day. Like now that I'm I'm freelancing, I'm working for myself, not getting up in the morning and thinking like, well, let me let me start over. Before when I had a, a job that was based very much on workflow, it's very easy to manage your productivity. Like I go in, I do this, I had this done by them, I'm having a product today. Having resetting that and now thinking like, okay. I don't necessarily have to do this today. You're working for yourself. You're right. working, yeah, not for the bad. Right. And what what is success? Is it getting a pay raise or is it, you know, I was able to complete this project that I really wanted to do. Right, right, right. Even if right. it paid me nothing. I really wanted to do this project. I did I got it done. That gives you confidence. Right. Whereas, you know, in the in the business world, we look at your bottom line impact mm. as what's success, what's pro- productivity, and then you know, we're not those things. We're not, we're not, you're not that job. You're not that salary. You're not, you're nothing but you. And mm-hmm. then you, I mean, even you deciding like whether you want to take this opportunity or that comes up or look for something else, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. You can take either one because yeah. it's not permanent. You can stay there if you want. You can leave if you want. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. You can work for yourself. You can start a podcast. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You literally do whatever you want. And that freedom is rewarding. Free. Yeah, I don't know, like what your because ex- I think we all kind of have gone through some job changes. It sounds like in the last year, but yeah, having some conversations have, yeah. with my coworkers or just people that I've met through friends, especially women, I found out not only how many I don't know if this is a New York thing or what, but like how many people have been sort of emotionally abused in the workplace, and how mm-hmm. many women have been like I went to therapy after my job because of how I was treated by mm-hmm. like and just like learning like there's a lot of sort of messed up cultures in the workplace yeah yeah and which is so funny learning your value yeah as a person. young person in your career mm-hmm. as a person of color in your career like and it, it's enlightening and also sad how many people have that I've met that have had really negative experiences mm-hmm. um and some people that have just up and quit because it got to the point like people having severe anxiety and like stress and, oh like, yeah definitely all that kind of stuff and it's like wow it's not worth all this it's Mm-mm. really sad no uh yeah i mean especially the past year uh yeah i went through that like i realized that uh like we we got we got laid off we can we can say that we can talk about that right now right you don't have to name like yeah know, we're not yeah, yeah, yeah. like anything sort very of. Yeah, we did. We sort of. Oh, so you guys about used it. to work together, though. Is that how you met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, basically, I was like, you're, <laughs> you're put under all this demand for this massive company, and there's not a lot of, uh, besides a paycheck, obviously. It's, obviously, that's very important, but of, I don't know, like you're, like you're actually giving something. You don't feel, you don't even feel valued. And then, I don't know, with especially this the kind of work we were doing, I was just like I took a step back and was just like what like again, what what do I really want to do? 
Um, what am I worth? Who who do I want to be? I'm not defined by this. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's bigger than just your title. Right. Life is bigger than your just title. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't, I don't know. I guess it's very kind of obvious, but I don't know. I just every, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's all. I guess that's all I'm trying to say is like, yeah, you have to go through these things to. I'm glad. I'm actually glad that I went through these things. You know no, I mean? it makes you stronger, and it kind of makes you have more agency in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just every once in a while, you just gotta. Some people, I'm but, not that you need to get knocked on your ass, but like it's a good reminder. But, like it kind of like got that fire under my ass a little bit, where I was like, oh, okay, like some people I, like you know. some people some people fear change, mm-hmm. and I'm. When when I knew that change was gonna happen, I knew that change change was inevitable. I, yeah. I, I we could see the change, yeah. but I was like, some people would just like, obviously it's I don't have a family, I don't have obviously you know what I mean, like I don't have kids or anything, so it's it's much easier for me to go through this change. But right. still, I don't, I didn't, I didn't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. I I saw it as uh, it's very especially like maybe if this happened a couple years ago, I would have had a perspective of like oh shit, like real real panic. Mm-hmm. Right. But as I, I've gotten older. Um, uh, I've learned to, I've tried, I've tried really try to change my perspective. I always used to be like very pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Like I always like, Oh, the, I always think the negative, the, the, I could think of 10 negative things before, uh, one positive thing. Right. So I tried to, I think that really helped me. I was like, yo, it's going to work out. Everything happens for a reason. You'll get through it. Um, I guess, I guess to embrace change Right. and people kind of shy away from it yeah. or like, kind of fold under it well i mean so because so much of that is based on how you know just how we're brought up to think about things like productivity and success Mm -hmm. when you go to a a party where you're meeting a a bunch of new people Mm. the first thing that people tell you is where they what they do for a living yeah or they ask you what do you do right and they don't mean like what are your hobbies Mm. what are what things you enjoy what do you get satisfaction out of they're asking how do you make money? Right. And how much do you make? And how yeah. much do you make? Especially in New York. Mm-hmm. Especially in New York. Yes. That's that's all people care about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And when we were when we we're growing up, you were taught to like have like rehearsed answers for mm-hmm. like what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's not what do I want I want to be a fulfilled, happy person who lives in a non-toxic mm-hmm. environments. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. those, are, those aren't the things that we talk about, even though that's what's in vogue now. Yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I see posts, especially on LinkedIn, about toxic work environment, toxic, 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 toxic. You live in one. You yeah, work yeah. in one, yeah. but you do nothing about it. Yeah. So we talk about it a lot, but then it's funny because we don't actually act on it. Act on it. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't same. gonna act on it unless yeah, unless what happened happened. Yeah, yeah. But then once it did happen, and then you have to kind of go through that reevaluation, like, okay, I'm not that job. Mm-hmm. That job is someone else can do it. That company might close, and I still have to be me. Yeah. I have to still find fulfillment in my life somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How am I gonna do that? It's definitely given me more empathy. I feel like mm. you guys have felt the same. But even I think I used to think of if someone got let go from a company or they got fired, like they did something wrong. Like yeah. they were the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think now that I've been in that situation, A, it's like sometimes stuff just isn't a good fit. But B, it's a lot more complicated than that. And like 
I have more empathy in the sense that, oh, like someone getting let go from somewhere doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their work ethic or skill. Like you don't know what the culture was. You don't know what the situation was. You don't know what management was like anything. And so now I think I, not that I was, not that I've ever been in a position where I'm hiring someone, but I think I'm now have more empathy towards someone's story and like Mm -hmm. the context and just knowing that there's a lot more to that and that because people don't talk about being let go, like I've now realized how many of my friends have at certain points been let go from a job and they just didn't say anything or them being like, yo, like I literally just like left said job and never went back. And like, yeah, like, and I'm like, what you did that? Like, they're like, yeah, I was really struggling. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? And so, yeah, the more that you talk about it, the more I start hearing this kind of stuff from a lot of people. I was a shout out to you because I wasn't expecting you to, to say, like, just come on here and be like, yo, I got to let go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to, I would, might have been self-conscious. If that would have been me, I would have been self-conscious about it. Right. But, so I'm like, shout out to you, because that, that to me, just you saying that, that itself shows growth. That shows that, I don't know, you, you're, you're not letting it affect you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean like, it is, but, yeah, it's, it's, like, like, it's, I, but it's just, I learned, like, through a combination of, I've, a lot of serendipitous moments have happened in mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks where I've just had people like randomly like sort of hit me up and provide me with certain mm. opportunities and things where I'm like, this happened at the perfect time. Mm. And like, see, uh, you didn't even know that like this just happened to me. And now I'm going to take this and use it to my advantage. And like you said, just like realizing that like, yeah, like I can look at, I can learn from sort of my past role and, and things that I could have done better or wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can't walk into an interview and feel like I'm like uncapable or I have no value mm-hmm. and let like, you know, things scar me from getting my next opportunity. So right. it's like, I have to grapple with that or else it's people are going to be able to read that as yeah. soon as I walk into another room. Like yeah. it is what it is. Like, that's the thing. This shit happens to everyone. Yeah, like, it happens to everyone. It has it hasn't at least once in your career, or like, it's gonna happen. So I mean, it's just nothing. Yeah, it's nothing to be. It's interesting what you brought up about like going to an interview because I think most people you walk in and it's like very one sided. Like, what are you going to give the company? But how many people pause to say like, well, what are you going to give me? You, we spend so much time working. Like, and it is not your identity, but we're not living here in the comfort of New York City. We're not working to sustain our lives. Like, our lives is not, like, chopping wood and going for food. and So, like, the chunk of our lives is work. Mm -hmm. And I think before you take a job, you should be thinking about, like, is it – what are you getting out of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's – sorry. That's the shift that happened – that's what happens when you work for yourself. Mm. When you work for yourself, you get – Offered opportunities and you weigh them differently. Yeah. There are going to be some opportunities that, okay, this one is a good opportunity for money and I need this to pay this bill. But then there are other opportunities that, you know, you get like, this is a good uh, learning experience or this is a good, um, I get to meet some people that I might want to meet or, you know, there are other things that you can get out of it. And I think, like you said, there are so many, we don't, it's not an even exchange between work and uh, between the employer and employee, it's, it 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 carries on a lot of the same characteristics as when you went to school, mm-hmm. where they they're here are the people that are above you. They lay down the rules, and you ask for permission to go to the, to the bathroom. Right, everything that you do at work, 
So I, I, I remember saying to, to our friend Molly, like, I don't want to ask someone why I go on vacation again. Yeah. If I can never do that again in my life, that means I've, I'm successful. Just, yeah. I don't want to ask someone, hey, please, sir, can I please have some time off that you owe me? But I don't know if it's convenient for you to take this time that's convenient for me to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, so I don't, we need to get, I'm not telling everyone to go and work for themselves. But what I'm saying is we need to change the paradigm, the work, the employer, mm-hmm. employee paradigm. Like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not in charge of me. Yeah. But even the word boss, I don't like that word. Yeah. And I remember one time being out with an old manager. He said, oh, Kanique's boss. And I looked at him with a stern face and he just like, he's like, oh, okay, that's not funny. Like, well, I yeah. don't want people to take that outside the workplace too. Like, you don't have yeah. to introduce me as your like yeah. person who works for you when yeah, we're yeah. at the club or right, something. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just say I'm your friend. Right, 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 right. You happen to have a position that is farther up the corporate ladder than me. You're not my fucking boss. Mm. Like, let's show get that th- straight. Show thing, boss. Right. You're show my thing. teammate. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah. get that straight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have a few more responsibilities than I do, but that's it. You're way more stressed than I am. Right. <laughs> you know what else? Like, and I knew this before I think I went into this job, but I, I also realized like something that's very important for me and like a workplace culture environment is mentorship yeah. because I've always sort of taken, you know, whether it's an intern or, or people that are more junior than me, like sort of under my wing and felt like that's important because I've had a lot of people in my life that have helped me out, but I've always looked for that in my leadership and I learned that you don't always get that everywhere mm. and you have to, I had an expectation that was a little bit naive and mm. that not everyone wants to do that for you and that's fine. But I learned that's something that I personally want and look for. Like I want someone that wants to grow me and someone that wants to be that mentor. And even right. when we stop working together, like I will still hit, I have people that I still hit up for coffee and meet once every six months. Nice. That, you know, I seek out for advice. Um, and I have kind of little mentees too that like we nice. get together and it's like, Oh my God, like I saw that you got this, like congrats, whatever we'll text. And I don't know if that's something because I'm like a person of color that I just grew up culturally with that, or mm-hmm. if it's just a personal thing, but that's something that's really important to me. Yeah, for sure. Cause you want to help people. Yeah. If you are not matching kind of like your profile to your job, and not every job is going to have it, they might have different levels of it, but if there's not a good enough match, it's just not going to work out for you. Right. It might be perfect for someone else, but it sounds like you have a level of learning. Mm. So that's very important to you. Like there's, in the field of positive psychology, they, I don't have the list with me, but they basically studied like different cultures and things like that. And they came up with like 21 traits that are universal. And everybody has these traits within them. And you can come up with, like, your top five or something. Mm. And then it can change depending on where you are in your life. Like, spirituality, for me, has become stronger and stronger the older I've gotten just because of where I am. Uh-huh. Oh, you said same? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, me working with people who have disabilities and stuff like that, that is kind of catering to that part of me. I could never do what you guys did and sit behind a computer. I feel like that would... Take the joy away from... It's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm doing all right. <laughs> Which, again, no, to me, it sounds like, oh, my God, I could never. But for you, you'd probably be like, your job, like, hell no, I don't want... No, nah, you're... But you're actually, like... You're actually contributing something. Right. So you're actually, like, Which helping. is something I grapple with. Of, like, you're actually helping people. Much 
do I want, how much impact do I actually want to have on the world? Like, yeah, yeah like, cause I do like, I've always kind of worked somewhere in entertainment, which I do love that. Like mm -hmm. that feeds my ego in a way, but the older I get, I'm like, do I have a responsibility to right, do right. something that has more add prolific value. And, mm -hmm. and add value to the actual world? For sure. And I haven't decided where I sit with that, but I do no, yeah, kind of sure. teeter it's back and forth with that. Because even in my job, like I might have a more direct connections to say, like I'm helping someone with a disability, so I see I'm seeing them, and maybe I can see their progression. But I'm still working within a larger system, and there are confines, and there are sometimes policies that I cannot stand. But this is the reality of where I am. So I think wherever you are, you have to balance so many of those factors. Because mm. there are days where I'm like, is this worth it? Is it? Am I really making change? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just that's. I think it goes. Yeah, I can have your job. But are you? Are you? Are you doing things outside your job to? to maintain your happiness, whether it, whether you are directly helping people or you're just have a podcast or you mean like you're, this is me to me. This is, this is fun. This is like, I get value of this because I'm like, Oh, this is like a kind of creative outlet or like, uh, um, just fun to do. I know I, I it's something to look forward to. And I know, I know we do it for, cause we like to, you know, like cause someone's telling us to, you know what I mean? It's just, um, and then, but then kind of still looking for other things to, keep feeding that value or like that uh i don't know yeah just value value for myself and um the world <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it's a process it's a it's a it's a destination or i mean it's a journey mm -hmm. not a destination uh yeah that's something that's so cliche but then as you embrace it more you realize oh no that kind of is because true yeah because then you might get to so you are in a position that you are putting back value, but then you, you're still looking for that next, right. you get there, you, you achieve it. And you're like, all right, well, is this all? Or like, what, what else can I do? Right. Or yeah. Would you, I know you don't like the word boss, but do you ever see yourself hiring people to work under you? Or do you, or do you just prefer completely just you and you alone? I have had, um, like we've spoken about, I have certain things that I would like to do. Um, that would then require me to hire people. But I don't want to ever have that kind of relationship where I'm almost like this person's pseudo parent. Mm. Where we see it like if you hire a person and then you have questions whether that person is actually working from home when they say they're working from home, you shouldn't have hired that person. Yeah. Like we should be able to have um, trust. Trust and and you should have that kind of relationship where we understand like I have a thing that needs to be done. You want to do this thing, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna try and give you all the tools to do this thing. Like that's good management, mm -hmm. not standing over and be like, I'm gonna make sure mm -hmm. that you're doing the thing that I told you to do in the way that I taught you to do it. An overseer, right? That's you also not have to teach. I've learned that a lot of places don't actually do any teaching or yes. yeah. like continued learning. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to train. Whereas even if you get someone with, you know, massive amounts of experience, they still need to learn the way that you want to do things, mm -hmm. the way things are here. There's always a learning curve. There's yeah. always a learning curve. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I never want to be someone's um, overseer. Mm. I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> overseer. Yeah. Coded word. No, I don't, don't yeah. want to do that. 
become boss. Right, right, right. Go, go, just look down. Right. <laughs> Are you fulfilled at your new venture? Uh, I mean, it's largely I'm doing yes and no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like the product. You know, I like what we are working towards. I think that makes that made for me that makes a huge made a huge difference. I'm essentially doing the same kind of work, mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm actually contributing to something rather than the last one. It was just kind of like do this, um, and then but and I I feel like I'm getting at this new 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 role. It's like they do they do want to help you learn other things, and like you're kind of and the way the whole environment's set up, um, you're sitting near different departments and stuff. So you're hearing different conversations of different, of how different parts of the business work. So you're kind of, you're learning that way. And then they, they encourage you to, um, they'll have like, uh, organize or department overviews and stuff. So you learn different parts of the different parts of the business and you get the whole bigger picture. I didn't, I don't think I got that at the last, in my last job. I like that. Um, and yeah, it's just very, and I'm only a couple months in, but so maybe I'm still in the honeymoon stage, but um, I'm sure I'll eventually just be routine and stuff. But but everyone, everyone's, first of all, everyone seems to enjoy working there, which I think makes a huge difference in terms of the overall, how you want to, how you do your work and just the overall environment. And it seems like they want to take care of you. Um, so yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, can't complain and... Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, but people make the job. My For first sure. job in the city, I was broker than I've ever been in my life, but I had so much fun. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I liked all the people I was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, true. Yeah. But I never want to be that broke again. Nah. nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, but yeah, that's again. I guess to wrap that up, it'd be just change is good. That's what I'm saying. Change yeah. is really good. It's necessary for growth. For sure. Um, what else, what else you got? Anybody? Hmm. I don't know. I think yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're I think we did a pretty good job. That was yeah, I love that, that conversation. Was really that was a really good conversation. I was entertained. Yeah. Same. Hopefully you guys listening were entertained. Yeah. All like, two uh, of you. They're like, oh I hope uh, that you guys will have me back. Oh no, that was fun. For sure, for sure. Um hopefully, hopefully it's not. Yeah, yeah, we can <laughs> <laughs> get Sam a mic. Uh <laughs> We'll see. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Asia, thank you for coming on and giving us your perspective. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. Come back on. Yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Peace.